0: who's turning
1: 21 it's the m word let's get drunk
0: Hello and welcome to the M-Word, a millennial podcast solving millennial problems. I'm your West Coast millennial, Connor. And I'm your drunk
1: 21-year-old Lone Star millennial drunk. We're the
0: two completely trashed bros. We already did the bros bit. Trying to solve each other's problems and hopefully maybe one day a generation. Kyle, what's going on?
1: Connor, we're just both so drunk from the drinking of the
0: alcohol. God, this just this non-alcoholic ginger beer is just flowing through my veins. I'm feeling it. Let's get crazy. For our international
1: audience who may not know, the drinking age in America is 21 weeks. Are you and kidding? So,
0: Everybody knows we scream it at the top of our lungs everywhere we go. We're t- and then they can't handle their liquor when they go to Europe and they look like foolishness.
1: Connor, you kind of stepped on my joke. Where I said twenty one I said twenty one weeks because our podcast is twenty one weeks old. And so it's like it's like babies. It's like babies get drunk.
0: Oh, that's super funny. Yeah. Like and then their yeah. brain doesn't develop as well and they have like mental disabilities later in life. <laughs> right. Like voting comedy. for Trump.
1: And it's like all the same. Oh no,
0: um, we connected it.
1: Oh, it all comes together, 2018 is such a weird time to be alive. Connor, I'm doing good. I'm not drinking because I am a 26-year-old man with a body who can no longer handle the alcohol of a 21-year-old
0: man. Oh, so. Kyle, how does it feel to be old? How does it feel to be dying?
1: Well, let me tell you one thing daylight savings time messes you up a lot more when you're older. Because oh. you're like, why is the sun still up? It's eight, it's eight, nine o'clock. Your body Come can't on, handle it.
0: It really, like that sleep, like you missed two hours of sleep or one hour. I know how daylight savings times works. You get you lose the hour of sleep and your skin can't crawl back inside.
1: Yeah. Hey, Connor, you know who didn't invent daylight savings time? Who? Benjamin Franklin.
0: No, instead he wrote an autobiography about himself to which was biographied again by Walter Isaacson, which is a book I just, well, I didn't finish reading. In fact, I didn't get anywhere near done. Here's why. So I have a problem when I read the books, I especially biographies, I see what these people are doing and I'm like, oh my God, I don't know anything about who I am or what I'm trying to do. An, a common millennial problem, as I'm sure you're aware of, Kyle.
1: I'm very aware. Also, I just want to point out that I I read I finished the biography.
0: Yeah, because you're a fucking nerd. So for all the yeah. non-nerds out there who did start it off and didn't finish, I was reading it, and it was like, Ben, he comes from this family in this place and this where, how, and he was very clear and had an idea of where he wanted to go in his life, but it was, I don't know. He he could have been extrapolating. Walter Isaacson is a known liar. So <laughs> I- so that's <laughs> not true. <laughs> Just kidding. So I took it upon myself to learn more about my family history. And I tell you what, Kyle, I learned a whole lot about myself. I'm well, all over good. the place. I learned that I'm like pretty strongly from like I got Guam Guame Guaminian descent. Right? I didn't Gu- know that Gu- about myself.
1: Gu- 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 Guam- Guanian, Guanian? Guamanian.
0: Guamese. Guamese. So, yes, my grand my great-grandfather lived on Guam. Met a wife because he was stationed over there for the Navy. She was of Chamero and uh, Japanese descent. I got that in my bones. It's very cool.
1: That is. That's very cool. Yeah. I am mostly English and and um, Irish and Swiss. But my aunt did do one of those like um, spit into an envelope and then you mail it to somewhere and then oh, they no!
0: tell you. Oh no, Kyle! What? Didn't you see the twenty three of me thing? They're going to take her they're going to take her stuff and they're going to they they sold her in people's information.
1: Yeah, but so, it's okay because that's how we caught the gold, Golden State killer. So it's okay. It all balances
0: out. Oh. It's
1: like Facebook. You know how Facebook is like evil but also sometimes pretty But it good? helps
0: the good. It's finding the Russians, taking them down. Exactly. They it's kind of like that but- They really got to stop paying money for in rubles. Yeah, that's
1: true. That's a big problem. Anyway, I found out that our family has some sort of Scandinavian descent, which to my aunt, my aunt legitimately said, you know, I think it's because some Vikings had sex with our ancestors in England. And I go, gosh, I love you, aunt. I love you so much, aunt. I
0: love you so much. Please tell me more about how your great grandmother had sex with a Viking.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Dig into it. It's a good, it's a very good image. But anyway, continue on to your... Identity,
0: Right. So I was learning all about the Guaminian deals and the Japanian deals. I was learning about uh, how my my grandfather, he edited a Catholic newspaper uh, called Our Sunday Visitor. I learned that uh, that's like
1: still a popular thing.
0: Yeah, he was the editor for it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I never knew. And look at me. Look at look at the, the young atheist grandson. He'd be proud. <laughs> Now the you're the only Sunday
1: visitor that's not visiting anymore. The only
0: thing I visit on Sunday is the toilet because I poop. So I found that holy shit! (laughs) (laughs) The Pope. So I ended up figuring that out. I found out my grand my great grandmother on my dad's side or just grandmother maybe great great grandmother. She was uh I think either editor or writer on in a Native American. Uh, newspaper and I learned that shit so I, I, I got these writing things in my bones I got this journalism just coursing through my veins discovering knowledge right and, and yet you can't write for shit and yet I don't know anything I'm and yet I'm illiterate they would be so <laughs> just furious they'd be so mad and so I, I, I'm as I'm discovering more about them, I'm figuring more about me, and I'm and I'm getting more of a course in my life, which I, I mean doesn't it doesn't exactly help, right? Because I'm still just majoring in philosophy and hoping that I'll get a philosophy that'll guide my life better afterwards. But I'm feeling pretty good about it, Kyle.
1: Connor, I I do think one thing we do need to just clarify: how much of the Ben Franklin biography have you read? Like twenty pages. <laughs> (laughs) because when we set up, when we were talking about what we were going to talk about on the show, you said, Oh, I have something I can talk about because I've been reading that Ben Franklin book. And just to give you the listener, a peek into our friendship, I read that book and I called Connor and I said, Connor, I really think you should read this book because the beginning and the early part of Ben Franklin's life, I think really, it reminded me of you. And I think you would really connect with Ben Franklin's life and his, you know, thoughts and philosophies. And you're like, cool, I'm going to read it. And then you said, Hey, I, I, I read the beginning of the biography and i have something i want to talk about like my identity and this wasn't like in any way not what i was expecting at all you just like told me a, i just went to a family reunion of yours right which is not are you related to ben franklin yeah, no, because i don't know why you, no, brought you know him what up turned
0: then. me off though is whenever i was i was reading a little bit of his ideals and they had to do a lot more they had a lot more to, more to do with god than i wanted it to and so i just became less interested
1: what did you? That's like reading if you were a Christian and you were reading like Greek mythology and you're like, they talk way too much about Zeus. It's really
0: uncomfortable.
1: It's like that's what they knew back then.
0: I don't know. There was Thomas Paine wrote Common Sense at that time. Or not Common Sense. Uh, what was the other one? Age no, of Reason. Were... Oh, yeah. Both. And uh, it was pretty clear that they were aware of the shit. So. Yeah. I just stumped just Kyle boys. Everybody listen to Kyle's stone cold silence. Feel it.
1: No, it's just more about the fact that if we get any more intellectual, then this is no longer a comedy podcast and we reveal ourselves to be actually smart people. And if we do that on our comedy show, nobody's right. gonna listen. And then smart me, people yeah. can't be funny. That's and the me, rule. Yeah,
0: exactly. Me and you start having fun and the listener starts turning us off. Not into right. it. Right. Not nobody into it. Nobody likes
1: listening to smart people. That's why nobody watches Bing Bang Theory.
0: Kyle What well, went down in your week.
1: Connor, can I tell you what really happened in my week? What happened? So I'm I don't know if I've mentioned this. I'm an intellectual. Oh my god.
0: Hold on, I gotta put on my glasses so I can see him. <laughs> um Kyle, I what, don't... what's going on, sir? What well I I read books.
1: I, I read books and um and I'm reading a book right now. I'm a part of, of the book of the month club where I get books every month. And um, and so you may have heard in previous episodes when I mentioned books like The Philosopher's Flight or The Woman in the Window. I don't think I mentioned that one on the show, but it's also a very good book. And I get these books and I read them and they're normally very, very good because other people have read them and they said they were good. And that normally means they're good. Just kind of like culturally.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. So many, so many decisions. Kyle, go ahead. Sorry. It
1: was, there was a chain reaction of books. Anywho, I'm reading a book right now that I got back in February. And I know what you're thinking, Connor. Why? Are, whoa. Connor, I'm I'm not Connor. Connor. (laughs) I'm Kyle. Are you listening (laughs) to (laughs) me? You're thinking Connor. Who the fuck is that? No,
0: Connor. Um, Pay attention.
1: I'm Kyle. Hi, my name is Kyle. Kyle, why are you just not reading a book you got back in February? Hey, leave me alone. Shut the fuck up. I just I'm got behind in reading, and March and April and May were kind of rough, and so I didn't read a whole lot, and so I'm back in reading. Oh no, Kyle, jump back in. Get back. I'm I'm losing you. I am. I'm, I'm beautiful right now. So I'm reading a book right now called The Broken Girls by Simone St. James. And Connor, it scared me. Okay.
0: Uh, horror, or
1: was it like no I don't think it, there's a horror in it but right was a was it, there a woman talking and did it baffle you let me tell you about this woman talking in this book I was expecting I was expect it's like a it's a dual timeline narrative where it's like oh it tells one story in 2014 and the other story in 1950 and, but it all takes place around this girl school who in 2014 is already closed and in 2050 is has been around
0: for a while man that's a girl go- a girl school that's so many girls talking how did you handle an all, it
1: uh, it's an all girls school so there's a lot of girls don't worry though there's men later in 2014 because we know that men weren't invented until thank the year 2008. god anyway i was reading this book i read it at night that's how i get ready for bed that's how i tell my body hey body let's let's hey, do this body sleep thing let's
0: chill the fuck out okay exactly you've been so freaking re- out all day long and i need you to chill
1: Exactly. I'm like, "Hey, just relax. Let's read this very chill book that will just drift us right to sleep." And it opens in a, a wooded, very dark road in the middle of barren's Vermont, which is a tiny little town that no one's at. And it's this little like 15-year-old girl who's getting off of a bus with a suitcase in the night and is trying to get back into the school and she's like, "Do I go around the road because it's too long to get to the front of the school, but at least I'll be on the road, or do I cut through the forest?" To get to the sports field, it'll be quicker, but I have to go through the forest. Or I do, ov- she-
0: do I go over the river to meet Grandma?
1: Right. There's no Grandma here, Connor. There's Grandma's dead. Like Grandma's that.
0: been murdered. That's the scary part.
1: There, I'm not even to the scary part yet. So she sees somebody behind her. She sees a shadow. There's a shadow behind her. and She flips her shit. So she runs through the forest. She's like, I'm going to cut through that forest. And she still sees the shadow kind of behind her while she's running. It's the worst scary thing anyway. She finally makes it to the sports field. And she's like, okay, I'm going to make it. And then she sees the shadow. And while she's running, she hears a song Ew. that goes... Mary hand, Mary hand Dead and buried under land Faster, faster, don't let her catch you She'll say she wants to be your friend I'm reading this as a grown-ass adult man Who does live on his own And I nearly pissed my pants Because it was just the scariest thing And this girl definitely died Because she looked into the darkness and screamed And that's how the prologue ends, Connor Ew. That's how the prologue ends Ew.
0: Ooh, that was pretty I ne- spoopy. I mean, I, honestly, the, uh, yeah. the you saying those words was just pretty scary. Like the idea right. of you screaming any singing anything really. It's just frightening.
1: It's it's very scary regardless. And I obviously I put my heart and soul whenever I read a book. I I kind of I cast a movie right. and I score that movie. And so there was dramatic tension. There was this foggy, misty night in Vermont and she's running and she sees a shadow and the shadow is singing and then the girl screams and then we know she's dead either way Connor I've just basically I've never read a scary book and been scared afterwards and this scared me mostly because like I said I live alone and my apartment makes a lot of weird noises and sometimes cats get on the roof and they make a bunch of noise and it freaks me the shit out so wow. basically what I've been doing is I've been not sleeping a whole whole lot.
0: Kyle, I want to thank you so much for being so vulnerable with me right now on this podcast and I just want everybody to know that Kyle is going to be so made fun of for the rest of his life for being so scared of this book. They're just words, Kyle. I know, but the words silly make words across a page. In my mind. You should have known. You should have known better.
1: Connor, I know who knows better. Our followers on Twitter and people who have mentioned us on Twitter. Hey, and- people on Twitter? Thanks. Hey, at people on Twitter. You good. You so good. good. And I, I want to thank some of you because I haven't really thanked anybody ever. Aww. And I want to start doing that. Um, at Ab- Abashedly Erin. She's great. She also, I don't know if I told you this, Connor. I may not have because I didn't want you to feel any sort of vindication. But she said, Connor is right, Kyle. You need to read Hitchhiker's Guide. It's very, very good. and a Oh, quick
0: read. boy. On Abashedly Erin, you just became my biggest friend.
1: You can also listen to Unabashedly Aaron on Unabashedly Obsessed, which is a very good podcast, which we may or may not have some announcements about later on this month. Well,
0: I'm unabashedly right now. Feeling so unabashed.
1: Connor, to counter your ego right now, though, at Big Mac and Pod, who is also a podcaster of Macintosh and mod fame, he says, Kyle is also right, and Connor needs to watch Queer Eye right now. So... We, we've reached we're still on equilibrium God right here it. connor damn it yeah
0: fuck exactly. you Macintosh. i'm just kidding
1: <laughs> no they're wonderful no i'm wonderful actually going people. on a show of theirs um later in a few weeks so that's another thing Ooh. i'll talk about more of that later funzo i also want i also want to thank at amen you know amen he was on the last show oh, i love um, amen
0: yes thank, thank you guys so much again i loved you guys being on the podcast learning so much about australia
1: i know at amen and at dang winner which is Zeb from the But Yet Podcast. They are wonderful. They tweeted at us. Also, at Service Desk Podcast tweeted about whenever I was on their show, which I don't know if I talked about on the show, but I went on and talked about Instagram, which is part of my day job. And so that was a whole lot of fun. And we talked a lot about how Instagram just stole a bunch of stuff from snapchat and it was fun and you can check them out at service desk podcast or service desk pod who else has tweeted at us oh a lot of people i'm reading through right now but they're all like replies to a bunch of, oh at rar 11 who we're going to talk about more um thank you for tweeting at us and talk suggesting that we talk about ancient astronaut theory which is something that i am very invested in i'm gonna learn a whole lot about Connor, do you know anything about ancient astronaut
0: theory? Nope. I'm waiting to read it for the next pod.
1: Yeah, we're going to talk about that. I'm actually kind of very, very, very excited about that because I want to learn more about it. At One Letter Better tweeted at us um, because I went on their show and talked a shit ton about Maggie Smith. So you can (laughs) check that out too at... At OLB Pod, that's also very, 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 very good. Also, <laughs> Eamon did a very weird video uh, sent to us on National Avocado Day. Where <laughs> did you see this on Twitter, Connor?
0: Oh, the avocado that was cut out and then it was like M and Ms yeah. on the inside. Yes. Yeah, I've seen it like five times and it creeps me out every fucking time. <laughs>
1: What creeps me out is how he had obviously already cut open the the avocado, but that he still reenacts it for the video. <laughs> it's so priceless, and I just appreciate just Australians now. I never knew that they were good people until this moment.
0: Speaking of good moments, let's uh, let's take that one and switch us over into uh, you guessed it, the next section of the podcast. We're going to talk about phone etiquette. Oh my gosh.
1: Yes, this comes actually as a suggestion from a listener, and I didn't ask if we could use her name, so I'm not, but she's great, and I love her, so she suggested we talk about phone etiquette, because who knows what to do?
0: I don't know why I paused. With phone etiquette. <laughs> one thing we should... Rule number one, don't fucking pause. We don't get it. It's weird. It's so weird. No, no. I'm going to I'm going to start us off with uh with some really solid ones. Uh, rule number 1 hide your porn better. Oh, okay, so you're uh, you're going to approach this as the fact that phone
1: etiquette now it's almost like computer etiquette because a phone is basically a little small computer. Hi. So we're talking we're talking Hi. internet Phone calls, text messages. That's what we're going to cover in this section, Connor.
0: We're going to cover them all, but we're, what we got to cover up is all that porn. Get those boobs out of there. Hide them in a folder. Hide them away. Con-
1: Connor, Connor, pa- Connor, what, what, Connor. What, what,
0: what, what, what,
1: we are, what? We are not heteronormative here. Boobs or Hide penis, your penises or, or, ball- or your balls anime. Balls or, or fannies, which is what they call them in England, which I think is very fun. Fannies, Hi, that's your- vaginas.
0: Now, if it's a fetish like feet, I don't. I don't think that would be as inappropriate, but if if, it's you... feet, if there's
1: pictures of feet by themselves, like, we know what that's about. We know what you're into.
0: Especially, yeah. like, if it's... I don't know. I've never, I've never seen anybody, like, fetishize a foot, so I don't really know if there's a certain thing that the feet do in fetishing situations, you know what I mean? Like, if, like, toes are out, if it's, like, wet feet, you know what I mean? I don't know what would feel it, but in general, when in doubt, put it out, right? Or cover it up. When in doubt, cover it up. But it doesn't work as well language-wise, but you should do it either way.
1: (laughs) When in doubt, throw your phone out.
0: When in doubt, throw it away.
1: Well, that one also doesn't work linguistically. You attacked me, Connor.
0: When in doubt, destroy your phone. When in doubt, don't have gout. When in doubt, rule number two, fix your phones. Fix your fucking phones. Stop walking around with shattered phones. You're going to start cutting people. If I need to borrow your phone and it starts cutting my fingers up, I'm going to be pissed.
1: Connor, it does kind of feel like some of these these rules and tips are coming from a very a very kind of personal place for you.
0: I'm so tired of seeing it. Kyle, listen. Listen. Connor, my phone has been like... broken for a year and a half, and so I don't follow it myself. <laughs> but seriously. Hypocrite. You, you are a hypocrite. Up, it's not good. It's not good etiquette. It looks like you you you're telling everybody around you that I can't fix my stuff, but you can. Go to go to fucking you know where is it at the where is it the fix it shop phone store. Go there, Connor. F- fix your phone,
1: Connor. I want to ask you a question about phone etiquette since you obviously are the expert. Hit me. When text messaging and you obviously at this point, no matter what platform you're on, if it's you know Facebook Messenger, if it's like iMessage if it's on twitter at one, at some point or another somebody's gonna send a gif and then the next per like another person's gonna send a gif and then another person's gonna send a gif and you're basically what you're doing is you're just in this all out gif war and and how do you stop the gif violence against
0: one another? How does it end Connor you go back to the basic memes the uh, the end all memes
1: oh and what and what are the what are the basic memes you go that-
0: uh you go angry angry face super super angry face uh you go you go full rage quit stick man you well, go, though, it seems uh, like those
1: are more emoticons than no m- than no, memes. no you don't
0: know you, okay uh let's let's go further back uh you go you go full pepe pepe uh pepe frog
1: Pep- oh but the, no that's kind of like alt-right and like white supremacy now oh really yeah. oh man that's a, it's a real problem
0: I hate how they ruin that kind of stuff man
1: you know Connor honestly I think we have to go back further if we're going to kind of avoid being problematic let's go back further we got to go to the original Ag- memes Egyptian hieroglyphics Egyptian right.
0: hieroglyphics, the first emojis
1: yep exactly oh wait no they own slaves
0: damn, damn fuck it. Ah. see that's the problem if we try to exclude anybody that owns slave we're not going to be able to get anywhere
1: yeah, except, yeah, no, that's it. What about the? Maybe, sl- what about the? Did cavemen? Uh,
0: did cavemen the, have slaves? Well, hey, so here's the thing: there was a there was a video on Vox about slaves emoticons and emojis they used on slave houses to tell people whether or not a place was safe or not, or a good place or a place not to hang out at. So maybe we go there, or maybe just we kind don't of, utilize just kind of learn. a slave culture. So I don't know what I'm saying, but the point is, if you're getting GIF wars right. You just stop. You can't do it. Whenever you start sending me gifts and I send you one back... If you, if you send back a haha attached onto the iMessage, then I'm like, all right, we're done-o.
1: You know what, Connor, though? I think we need something that's more commutative. So we need something. I think we need to designate a final GIF. So it's like when somebody issues or sends the final GIF, that's it. You can't send another GIF. It's like the nuclear bomb of gifts. It's like after that point, everybody kind of looks at themselves and is like, what have we done? What have we
0: done here? Who are we, we?
1: must stop before we destroy the world,
0: you know? We never thought to think if we should. So that's where we're going to. <laughs> it What's-His-Nuts from Jurassic Park, Jeff Goldblum, and it's just him doing the, uh, it's actually the dinosaur that moves his head, and he's like, Alan. You know that part in the movie?
1: Yes, when Jurassic World, or Jurassic Park 3, the bad one, that's yes. its subtitle.
0: It's whenever, yeah, so he, the, the Tyrannosaurus, it goes, Alan, and then that's the gif. And you're okay. like, all right, we're done. And
1: that's it. That's the end. That's the last one.
0: Ooh, too much. Too much. Kyle, number three. And this one you could probably use just anywhere for any electronic, but you got to utilize that do not disturb feature in your phone. I don't know what Android's got, but I'm sure they got something similar. You got to turn it on when you're actually not trying to be disturbed. Just turn it on. You're not going to be bothered, right? Here's Here's
1: one thing I've kind of discovered in my life is – I'm desperately trying to cling to my youth and I was reading online on the youth forums how they said the most unrealistic thing about Spider Man homecoming.
0: What the fuck were you doing on youth forums? What are you talking about?
1: I was trying to you know find out how to keep my youth and you gotta you gotta steal it from other from the youths. So that's how you stay young and
0: that's no. that's how I- I've survived. Kyle, wait, hold on.
1: Yeah.
0: Are you gentleman six six six? No. No, I'm Gentleman 69. Nice.
1: Nice. No, anyway, they were talking about the most unrealistic <laughs> thing about Spider Man Homecoming is the fact that Peter Parker, as a youth, had his phone ringer on. And that apparently, and this is news to me, no teenagers ever have their phone off of Vibrate. Which to me, I was like, yeah, why should my phone ever be ringing? That's dumb. I, I should it's i it's always in my hand so it's not like I need to hear it it's not across you know the house in the kitchen on a cord that's not we don't need ringers anymore so i my phone's been on vibrate for the last month and it's been actually quite beautiful I love it there's no sounds coming out of it that I don't want it to make you don't make sound phone unless I want you to make the phone sound look at me look at me i'm the phone now i'm i'm the phone now i make the calls i make the i send calls. the messages this is the final gif this is the final a <laughs> Alan. Alan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I totally agree with you there, Connor. Do not disturb again, though, I do feel like this question was more about how do we act on our phone devices, and it does seem like we're kind of catering around Connor, your kind of day to day life as a phone tech. What do you no no, no
0: i I don't do anything like that, but I do, so I had another one listed, but for some reason, i <laughs> all I wrote down was most importantly and more seriously. And then I didn't write. The That's all you wrote. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you wrote.
1: Um, I think what you meant to say, Connor. Let me just finish your thought. Most importantly, and more seriously, what the hell is voicemail for? What? What is voicemail for? We don't need it anymore.
0: cough for we. Yeah, I mean, a thing. Yeah, for bu- for businesses. It's just for big, big bad boy businesses.
1: Well, don't put it on my small boy business phone. <laughs>
0: Stop stop getting your big boy business on my small boy business. <laughs> leave my small boy business leave, alone. Leave my small boy business out of your business.
1: My small boy business is the ninety-nine percent. Look at me. Look at me. I'm, I'm I am the ninety-nine percent now. That would be that sounds like a Bernie Sanders commercial.
0: I just heard you swallow in the microphone. Stop it. Mm. I'm Gentleman69 reporting oh for duty. boy. On that note, Kyle, man, guess what we're going to do next? We're going to go to our first ad break. Okay. I'm kidding. We don't have any ads. Oh, <laughs> man. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Where are we going? Yeah, Connor,
1: Connor this week we're sponsored by Audible, the mo- the largest company in the
0: world for Audible. podcasting. We fucking love the M word, end quote.
1: Audible, do you want to l- listen to Harry Potter read by Stephen Fry? We got that,
0: probably. Audible. But don't listen to that jackass version. Listen to the Jim Dale version. It's much better. Audible.
1: Audible. Do you want to hear The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy read by that very sad robot voice the entire book? We can make that happen. A- Audible. Audible.
0: Let's go places.
1: No, Connor, let's not let's not give them any more free advertising because they need to pay for this shit. We need to value our voices, Connor. We can't just be giving away free advertising like that.
0: You and else we're gonna value today.
1: Healthcare. We're gonna value healthcare.
0: We're gonna value it. We're gonna solve it. It's complicated. It's a mess. Nobody knows what's going on. I don't, you don't, our friends don't, doctors don't. Oh, they're like, oh, let me put this band aid on you. Boops, a million dollars. How are we gonna solve it, Kyle?
1: Welcome to America.
0: Welcome to America. I have i I'm going to start us off because I think it's going to be the easiest. And I know it's a sad, sad world. And it's a sad story. I was a boy with a stomach problem. I was really nervous. So I went to an urgent care because I was so, so, so scared. It was a lot of... Actually, it wasn't too expensive because I had pretty good insurance. I went in and I was like, listen doc i went online and i looked at my symptoms and i'm afraid i'm gonna have a stomach ulcer and i'm gonna die what should i do and he laughed at me and said you're not gonna die you just have really bad indigestion go to the doc go to the fucking pharmacy and get some pills and i was like all right doc and so i did and that was fine so you know what we need to do we need a better web md Ooh, that is the first thing yeah it fucking sucks it's the worst if I could go online and get a much better, at least somewhat accurate view of what's going on with me, then everything would be just fine.
1: I once looked up abdominal pain and found out that I might have ovarian cancer. Right, right. and it's I first of all, and then I had to check and see where my ovaries were, so I could see kind of where that was situated. And that took me forever, but I did find them. <laughs> and <laughs> they weren't in okay. the place
0: that they said, but they're fine. Yeah.
1: They're they're okay. Oh, they're where they're where, so they're where my left kidney should be. Right. Um, I, I just have two ovaries. There. <laughs> it's very my body is so weird, y'all. But oh, man, can Connor, you imagine a little I baby coming out of your you. back
0: like that? That'd be fun. It would little be little back very, babies. You'd be like a camel.
1: Look at my little back baby, and maybe I could. It would turn into a pouch, and I could be a little kangaroo with a back baby. Oh my! God. They have a belly baby.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: We've, this is two weeks in a row. We hit our kangaroo quota. Let's Thanks keep it on a kangaroo, kangaroo street.
0: Keeping a sausage. Anyway,
1: I totally agree with you, Connor, mostly because I don't really have health care right now because I'm self employed and I used to have health insurance or Obamacare, but then Trump didn't like that because it had Obama in it. And so he just pretty much was like, hey, I don't want to do that no more. And so what that caused me as a self employed person now is that I don't really have good health care coverage. So who is my numero uno doctor? It's Dr. WebMD. It's Dr. Jesus. You got to you, pray you for know it. You, you know you can trust them because they have the MD. Like, <sighs> legally, it's they are a doctor.
0: They are doctor. Look, at them. Look the at them. They can't put the MD.
1: Yeah, They are doctors now. They can't do that unless the government says so. And I think so. Connor, I think that's you're absolutely right. WebMD is the first step. Step number two. We need to get rid of this fear That other people's healthcare, that if we get any closer to it, that it's going to kill America. Like, if we get even close to Canadian healthcare, Americans are like, oh, no, we cannot do that because American bodies are totally different than Canadian bodies. Right. And if we get that mixed up, if we start using, like, their healthcare, it's like, no, we can't use France's healthcare. We can't use Germany's healthcare. We can't use the Netherlands' healthcare. We can't use the British' healthcare. We can't use Australia's healthcare. And, yes, I did just t- name, like, the top seven healthcares in the, con- in the world. We can't take those because they are all different and our bodies have naturally more freedom and so we can't we can't use their healthcare systems
0: also we have we eat way too many burgers and there's so many unhealthy people that it would take so much money to make it happen canadians they got their syrups british they got their tea norwegians they have their norweges, they have their, norweges. they have their Norwedges.
1: Their, their daily their their daily dose of norweges and us that sounds way too close to cannibalism actually
0: <sighs> that sounds delicious some norweges just Mm, so good.
1: Yeah. Oh, we did
0: we did talk about <laughs> it
1: before the show Connor, but and this is so this is kind of a real thing cuz I went to a doctor recently and I had a very positive experience with this doctor. And the reason why is because he dictated my patient file notes with me in the room. Like he dictated them to an iPad while I was sitting there, which I've never had a doctor do before because normally they do that like in a back room and they ask me to leave so that they can prep another patient who's going to wait and sit for another 30 minutes because that's the way our healthcare system works. And he said, he basically said everything we talked about. And then he turned around and he finished and he said, that's what I think. And I just felt so comforted because I was like, hell yeah, I didn't know I could know that about myself. I thought that only doctors could know those things about me. I know we talked about it, but I didn't think I had access to it. But he let me be
0: a part of that. I think I'm technically a doctor now. I don't know how it works. Kyle, if you want to be WebMD, that's fine. You just got to learn a little bit more about the MD, you know what I'm saying? Well,
1: yeah, that's true.
0: I need to find out how the ovaries work. I started going to a really, really nice hospital out here in L.A., uh, not a hospital, but just a doctor. And all their information is online. So I got all my blood work and shit. And I was looking at that and I was like, man, I'm so healthy. They pointed out the regular good, the good blood levels for this and that and the other. And I was like, wow, I'm just a healthy, healthy boy. But technology is our friend. And unfortunately, WebMD has just been not up to par.
1: Yeah, I think it, WebMD is I'm not. I'm. Hey, I'm just out here. I'm just a regular guy making regular thoughts with his regular brain. I think WebMD is is the cause of
0: 9-11. Okay, all right. Oh,
1: shit. Wait, was WebMD around back then? When was the internet invented? Like
0: 2005? Kyle, weren't you going to talk about some legitimacy in healthcare? Don't you have some secrets to actually solve this problem?
1: Well, here's the thing I learned. All the Americans are afraid that as soon as somebody says universal healthcare, it means we're going to Britain where the entire government is in charge of healthcare. And it doesn't matter that they have a longer life expectancy. We can't have that here in America. We want to die quicker. Although I hey, I'm gonna give credit to people. In Britain, they suck at like cancer treatment. America, cancer patients, they live longer. So there is a trade-off there. But also they have longer general life expectancy expectancy because everybody has health care and that's a thing but this is what i learned connor which is not what i, I didn't i didn't know this universal health care does not mean the government has to pay for everybody's health care mm. did you know that
0: I didn't know that. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So apparently Switzerland has a very nice healthcare system that we could adopt pretty easily because it's very, it looks very similar to the Affordable Care Act where they have universal healthcare, which means everybody has health coverage either through the government or through private parties. And the way that they get that mandated coverage is through government subsidized or government financed nonprofit insurance companies through exchanges. But the rate of care is so much better because it's mandated. Everybody has coverage. It doesn't matter. And it's so much simpler because they don't have all these terrible forms to go through and they don't have to hire eight different people to learn how the insurance companies work all in one doctor's office so that one person can can walk out with Tylenol. It doesn't make any sense. And so we just need to become Swiss. That's all I'm saying. Let's get the Swiss healthcare.
0: And that about wraps it up for this comedy podcast, solving problems one healthcare system at a time. We want to thank you all so much for listening. Please subscribe and you guessed it leave us a rating on iTunes. It means so much to our dear little boy hearts.
1: Yeah, we need more of those. You can also, like we said earlier, follow us on Twitter at MWordPod. Tell us what you
0: liked about this episode because we like hearing from you and your good people. We also want to hear your questions that you have and the problems that you need solving that you could submit on our email, ck at com or visit our new website or the new little deal on our website, com slash submit. Yeah, you can make it anonymous.
1: You can give yourself a goofy name and just put like um just like your most terrible problems
0: that's beautiful jeremy the bear asks what's wrong with my nose we'll help him out
1: exactly i have a millennial nose what does that mean? And we have to decide. I want to thank Cindia Martinez for our cover art. You can see it right now if you just look at your phone or your device. And you can follow more of her beautiful art. Or also, she's in Chicago right now for Lollapalooza. Lollapalooza. That's a word. And you can see more of that at
0: With Love Cindy. Also, thanks to Rand uh, for the intro and outro music, Millennial Juice Fluid, and Ballad of a Dusty Boy, which you're listening to right now.
1: And you can support our show with just a dollar a month. That's basically nothing. Just give us a dollar. Please give us a dollar. You can do that at Patreon. It's patreon.com slash mwordpod. Did you know that our Patreon supporters get extra little snippets of our voices every week? Connor, what did we talk about this time?
0: This time we talked about our secret, secret 21st B-Day Bash. Yeah,
1: don't you want to know what we did? Don't you want to know what Connor did to that, that person? On his 21st birthday? Actually, and why the police showed up?
0: Maybe you don't want to hear it. Maybe you just pay and then you don't... No, those are our secrets. Thank you so much for listening to The
1: M Word. And as we always say, look at you,
0: look at you, look at you.
1: Look at you are the producer now. Me? Do I, Am I finally a producer? Thank
0: you all so much for listening. I'm going to change you. everything. I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Cool.